0: Do you have your quotes? I mean, there's not that many. They're just like little short one-liners. Um,
1: you, you, you wet my appetite. But are they oh, good? Want, give me these quotes.
0: Um, they said, <laughs> uh, "Ooh, an inner other that needs to be wiped out."
1: Mmm. Mm. We're right just, there. we're just. It's like rich, dense chocolate cake that we're eating here. It's like, mmm. Slow down. Give me a glass of milk with that. <laughs> okay. Everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott.
0: And I am Mace. Welcome to episode 165.
1: We are on the something.
0: It's like a garage deck.
1: It's a garage deck. Cars are going by. We're trying house? to capture the summer, the fleeting summer energy.
0: It's true. I requested us to be out here because I'm <laughs> getting Go nervous. On. The summer is ending. Fall is quickly approaching, which people love fall. Mm-hmm. Mace does not love fall. Mm. But what's she going to say? Check out
1: our episodes on seasons. <laughs> no joke, we actually have an episode on seasons. Does that surprise you? So we're outside. We're outside.
0: A little outside. bit of a different energy. Yep. I think if we, I personally wanted to be outside for two reasons. One, to enjoy the summertime weather and two, for a little spaciousness with this topic i think that was a thought in my head
1: (sighs) breathe everybody it's a heavy topic but i think we'll keep it light i
0: yeah i think it's i mean we're planning on keeping this one between an hour and an hour 15 i think partially because it is it's a heavy topic and we can approach it with curiosity and lightness but i just think it is like i we said this before like it's violence Hmm. scapegoating is a violent thing Oh, you're just getting right into it yeah so scapegoating Scapegoating is a topic, <laughs> folks. For if this is your first time tuning in or not, welcome. Welcome to this show where we just sit down and have a conversation, and we're curious about it. We introduce a topic.
1: We're curious about the the conversation. We're curious about our show ourselves. What <laughs>
0: unfolds in the midst? It's really just like a, a a word prompt and then free association openness. I like this. Hopefully, I like
1: that we're getting into it. I, I this is going to be a funny irony, but but. It's funny that there's a meme of podcast hosts like us. Yes. And I think I've talked about All this the time. like taking way too long to get into the topic, doing a lot of catching up. I noticed that I appreciate and everybody if you're listening you should appreciate this.
0: <laughs> you if can decide if We you
1: want do to. our catching up before we record
0: we try to like
1: sometimes hosts go like so what have you been up to lately <laughs> oh yeah and then there's jokes and so, and then it's like 30 minutes in they're starting the topic i clicked on this because i saw the title of the episode and i was like that sounds interesting and i'm like they're not even talking about it
0: <laughs> sometimes i wonder if we do it though in this moment
1: well yeah but i'm talking 30 minutes and yeah, this is yeah. a, that's why i say it's gonna be ironic that i'm
0: doing taking it.
1: time to not talk about the topic by talking about this that's sort of meta but like No, I mean, it's way, way worse. It's like sometimes, this is the first one that pops in my mind, but I remember trying to find some Joanna Newsome content.
2: Oh, and it was... And I would just
1: click on a random podcast and be like, oh, music, oh, this, or guitars, or production, how did we start this? I'm like, are they going to talk about Joanna Newsom? <laughs> Will
0: Joanna be mentioned? And then
1: it's like 40 <laughs> minutes, and they're like, so, let's talk about Joanna Newsom. And then they do like 15 minutes, and I was like, I- what a ripoff. This was free, <laughs> but I still feel ripped off. <laughs> what, <is free>? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what the heck content. were you guys talking about? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, so we'll get a little into it. We're doing scapegoating, which is a part of our every five episode series, mm-hmm. where we unpack... A psychological concept.
1: Psychological concept. It's, it's,
0: that's just the theme.
1: We used to do the Enneagram.
0: Yeah, and so now and we're And the Enneagram doing, is dead to us. It's not dead to us. It's actually still very alive in we conversation. Should do, we
1: should do an episode where I say extreme things and you correct me. <laughs> <laughs> because I
0: can't I could do make
1: it a go. montage of every time <laughs> that's happened. I can't not. It's not dead to us. <laughs> we're outside today, and it's extremely hot. No, it's not extremely hot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're
1: out here, and there is a lot of noise. <laughs> ah, a little bit of noise. <laughs> okay.
0: So, how would you? How would you define? Or maybe actually, my question Ooh, for you, you want me is, to go, yeah,
1: it would be: I feel like you're quizzing me, and i because I feel like you know a little bit more now.
0: I don't so think I, so. I could try to define. I think more than any. I think I. You were the first person to introduce me to this topic of scapegoating mm. like years ago. Mm-hmm. And I would be curious. How you first got introduced and those early pieces of, like, what, what the concept meant to you.
1: Well, the irony is that, like, I've been introduced to a lot of these concepts tangentially via the Seattle School, which we are going to now. So, I think I heard this concept originally introduced by a friend, probably over coffee, because <laughs> I like to talk about this sort of thing. And then probably saw some formal presentations on it at, like, a pastoral breakfast Cause that's where I heard. Yeah. That's where I heard about transference. Oh. You know, the the Seattle school, your school, <laughs> will do like we're having a breakfast for pastors. And, and well, the and the professors are going to talk about something like transference and how it applies to being a pastor.
0: That makes sense, I guess, because they really are trying to bridge the gap between theology and psychology. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's bring some pastors in and introduce some psychological pieces to their ministry. And
1: I think they're trying to be a service to the community a little bit. Like they want to be known as a hub of some kind of like,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: you know, and then, of course, they use it as a chance to plug their programs. Of course. Of course. Know. Come
0: to the come to the center. Come mm-hmm. be a student. Give us your money. I've done so it. I'm doing I it. mean,
1: I. I think I think I got really into it when I did hear this podcast, which I remembered and went back and listened to today, of Dan Allen, who started Sound yeah. School. But um okay, so I, here's how I'd say it, and here's how yes. here's how I'd think about it for us and our purposes. If you're listening, you know, if you're li- if a no small thing listener, this is gonna sound like yes. Blah, 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 you know. But like if we're trying to get less certain, more curious, and we said this to Frederick and Byron last week. Um this gives us more to pay attention to in the world scapegoating mm-hmm. but all the topics and things that we and 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 you can hear a topic like this and totally forget about it like right it, it, it's funny how it came back into my conscious conscious consciousness conscious? consciousness this um not my conscience conscious this week <laughs> as i was thinking about it <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know it's like as soon as you put it in your focus yeah all of a sudden, we become aware of it, mm-hmm. but it's really easy for things to slip out of our focus.
1: And, uh, and, and I guess we'll say there's mysterious things happening all day in our lives, at work, with our relationships, interpersonally, as we talk to people, as we go about our days, as we watch the news. You know, there's things happening. And it's really interesting to be like, well, I mean, I'll say it this way. Watching television... I think I thought growing up that that was going to be a really great way to, like, sort of learn how to be social. Oh, interesting! But I'll say for me personally, as a anecdotal testimony about watching TV, is is, it, I feel like it gives you too many uh, roads, uh, like well ro- well worn roads, of of drama. Yeah. You, you like. Like a certain a certain conflict starts coming up and you go, oh, it's like that scene. Yeah. And here's what you do. And well, if somebody says that I act this way. Yeah. And this is exactly what I've seen in shows, you know, and it's like those are dramatized, written by people. You know, of of course, we know that. Right. But then we don't. This
0: is such a funny path you're going We don't
1: live that way. You know, (laughs) (laughs) like when we have all of a sudden we have more tools like you never see somebody stop in the middle of an argument in a show and go, wait. Is this scapegoating right now? You you might see somebody reference it in like a passion speech, like
2: right. Don't, but you don't scapegoat see people. Me. You don't
0: see people like coming into awareness or like being like, hey, yeah. like something.
1: it'd be boring. Yeah, you know, it'd be totally boring. <laughs> um, so I think talking about transference or talking about projective identification or uh, scapegoating, you know, gives us more. Okay.
0: I feel like we should define scapegoating. Here we go. I feel like we got to do it.
1: Okay. So I'm going to give a, I'm going to give a non-technical, Good. but I will say before I say this, like this is more than just everyday casual scapegoating. Mm-hmm. Like it is a technical thing. Okay. It's like a technical psychological thing. Right. It's not because we use it casually in pop culture. Right. You know, we use this person was the scapegoat and it's like, yeah, but it, it's a really, really big thing.
0: Right. The scapegoat mechanism is like very prevalent throughout. It, it's prevalent in an individual and in cultures and societies. Yes.
1: Okay. Here's the quickest way I can describe it. Okay. The way I understand it. Yeah. And then you add some layers probably. Um, there is an extreme envy in somebody for something. R- that you, ha- you have envy for mm. somebody. Mm. Um, they have something you don't have literal possession maybe but maybe characteristics traits admiration and um you can't stand it you can't tolerate it um and this has a lot of nuance to it but right. essentially you or a community needs to kill them <laughs> and not just blame but ultimately cast out yeah. like ultimately um eradicate or crucify you know these words of like um Sentenced to death and, and cast them out of the, like Dan Allender was saying the phrase, like cast them out of the city gates. Yeah. You yeah. know, a scapegoat, uh, a sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, an execution, you know. And of course, we're talking metaphorically and also maybe not so metaphorically. Right. Because if you talk Literally. about, like, you know, um, you know, like somebody getting a death sentence in our culture. Right. That's uh, that's interesting. Right, Psychologically.
0: The Jewish community in the Holocaust. Yeah. I mean, literal yeah, scapegoats. Yeah. Um, so,
1: yeah, it is dark, and I want to <laughs> also keep it light, but it is.
0: You know, it's interesting that you went immediate to this idea of envy, and I think that that actually is, I imagine that's based off of the mimetic theory idea. So the scapegoat mechanism was first coined, I think, by this guy. Oh, I forget his name. I feel bad that I'm not going to quote his name. Classic me. Um,
1: Gerard Tellardet. Oh, there's a French guy that Dan Allender No, it's a French guy. It's for
0: sure this French guy. Uh, Rene Girard. Rene Girard. Um, And he came up with this idea of scapegoating fulfills or, like, based on this idea of, like, you were saying this idea of, like, jealousy. Like, we're trying to achieve something, and all we know is to, like, look for what other people want. Hmm. And that's how we reach our desires. And so then when there isn't, we aren't able to have that chaos ensues. So there's a sense of chaos in a society or chaos that then leads to well if we can sca- have a scapegoat then that can become the thing to which throw into the reason why chaos is ensuing. And so then when the scapegoat is cast out, we're like, Oh, everything's peaceable. And the piece of scapegoating that's so fascinating is that you actually can't see that you're scapegoating and that you're the one inciting the violence. And when the peace happens afterwards, it's like, it's violence by violence. Like it's, it's peace achieved through violence.
1: Gosh, I'm tracking so hard right now, but I can also simultaneously see how somebody wouldn't track.
0: Right. Well, and I think this (laughs) is this interesting thing of I don't think that's always like I think that's one way of looking at scapegoating. I don't think it always has to be. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think that I was listening to this union life today and they didn't bring up anything in regards to envy. Envy. And they didn't bring up anything in regards to this Rene Girard and the mimetic like theory. They really were talking about it. And I found this to be really helpful too of understanding scapegoating as like the shadow side of ourselves or the shadow side of society that we then we can't tolerate the shadow and so because we can't integrate it we dispel it and it's Man. like we project essentially yeah. the things that we can't tolerate onto another because that's more tolerable and then cast that out
1: yeah dan allender was the one going in on envy and um, trust dan Alender, but my understanding too, with other places that I've read, is it, it projection is the root, right? And then no, this it is totally like the is. the evil, violent r- result of projection. I
0: think in terms of like I was thinking about this in terms of like a defense mechanism structure. It's like splitting happens, mm-hmm. so it's like can't handle ambiguity, can't handle like your own, you know. Shadow sides, your own darker pieces, your own... The chaos. Mm-hmm. So splitting happens. And then what do you do with the splits? Then you now have to cast the split onto something. So you project it onto something. And then it becomes projective identification. Right. So then it's that thing becomes identified with the projection. <laughs> and so then that thing then becomes the the evil of which you're working towards fighting against. Even though that evil is actually probably within. It's, this is very, like... The other within episode is like in tandem with scapegoating.
1: Right. It's like scapegoating will happen less if you can make peace with the quote unquote foreign, less desirable elements of your inner self.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Because so let's try. Let me see if I can do it in like 60 seconds. Okay. Okay. So so everybody, you have potentially something. In, so let's, let's take it not on a societal level. Right, let's level. take
0: it just, because I feel like that's Personal. the thing, is it can go in so many, yeah. it goes in so many layers. You
1: have something inside of you that's mm-hmm. not desirable or that you don't like about yourself. Something mm-hmm. that seems to not be good or intolerable.
0: Or that society has said is undesirable. I think more than anything that you've been taught is undesirable. Sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so because society has taught you that, now you have. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, let me start over you have something inside of you that is not tolerable or desirable or you know lovable something you don't like about yourself so instead of paying attention to that you put it on somebody else so that's step 1 right you project it mm-hmm. so picture projector you know now you're now you're seeing that undesirable trait on another person mm-hmm. and you're saying it's them mm-hmm. they're the ones that have that thing yep and that's problematic in and of itself mm-hmm. that's just projection mm-hmm. Uh, the next step in terms of, like, now what do you do with it? You know, it's like, well, maybe maybe you walk around stewing and you're like, I don't like that person. Right. But but maybe scapegoating is, like, now you're blaming this person because of how you've projected onto them. Now you're angry at them. Yeah. And so now you're doing all this crazy stuff of, like, blaming them for problems. But then maybe, literally, and this is why it might be interesting to get personal, and this is what it would be interesting for listeners to pay attention to in their own lives you somehow cast that person out of your life.
0: Yeah. No, totally. You get rid of them. It's like you need to get rid of it. You need to dispel Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. You need to, like, it needs to be... Well, and it's... Real quick, I want to go to the origins of where scapegoat comes from.
1: Real quick. Real quick. Take 30 minutes if (laughs) you want.
0: So the, the phrase of a scapegoat comes from the hebrew scriptures mm-hmm. of this idea of and you actually probably will be able to correct me more on this i'm like i'm not very a hebrew theological seven years ago but essentially the israelites would have essentially like once a year mm-hmm. there would be a ceremony i think and there would be two goats yom kippur is that it yeah <laughs> oh there we go see
1: day of atonement
0: the day of atonement exactly and there would be two goats and one would be sacrificed to God. Yeah. And then one would be the scapegoat mm-hmm. that escapes that like gets cast out and the priest who is acting as a mediator of God, like kicks and like pushes the scapegoat out into the wilderness for it to go and wild? be exiled. Yeah. And it's like this you it's like this casting off and this throwing onto of the scapegoat yeah. of your sins, your transgressions, your wrongdoings, and that gets exiled essentially.
1: Maybe we need more animal sacrifices in our lives in order to deal with our psychological issues. <laughs>
0: well, and that's where I read this article today that was I read it actually like 6 months ago and then I was like, let me reread this for this. And it was essentially it's it was a it's a queer theologian who's working with <laughs> the mimetic theory and scapegoating, and they're talking about how I mean, the queer community is within the church aggressively scapegoated. And they're talking about how, and they may think this isn't just a queer take, but Jesus is like this this break in the mimetic cycle of something else. Because the mimetic cycle is this idea that you imitate. You need something to imitate, mm. that we don't actually have access to our own desires. Mm. That in order to, right. we're like confused about what our desires are. So we go and we look at, what other people are doing and that becomes our desire Uh. so yes there's there's becomes this cyclical cycle of violence and there's this this scapegoat where it's like oh we have this scapegoat that we throw things into and it's like this misperceived idea that like jesus has come to like carry the burden and hold all these things and we can just cast it into jesus but jesus is like this this actual like break in the system of of what it is to imitate, to saying actually to imitate is to is to not have something you need to throw your stuff into, but to become the thing
2: mm.
1: that like
0: breaks the cycle and allows mm. the violence to, to like end of sorts by stepping into that position. That is heavy.
1: I know. That is really so heavy. So it's like
0: we look to Jesus as, I mean, here I am, I'm like, we look to Jesus but it's like you look to the image of Jesus being the scapegoat not as this like oh because we're so terrible and God's wrathful and needs a scapegoat but it's actually no because humanity has this difficulty where we can't handle these things and so Jesus says I like will offer a new a new route to take Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by becoming the final scapegoat and uh, like offering something for you to enter into
1: if that makes sense (laughs) 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 yeah it makes sense but it was really rich and it sounds like a whole episode honestly
0: no i know i mean it's it was a really interesting article yeah um amacio cristo i forget who was by i'm just not quoting people here
1: yeah oh dogs dogs are out here barking at each other you guys um yeah well okay so uh, you said something there that in terms of wha- the mimetic me- medic- desire, yeah. So, Dan Allender again in this episode was giving an example of you'd love this, like how this plays out with little kids. Yes, and this yes. might make it a little bit more understandable of just br- bring it to something very simple. Of there's a group of kids playing, three year olds, um, apparently, and and th- and there's like six of them with with like group toys like community toys (laughs) and one is in the corner and gets this toy that nobody seemed to be very interested in for a while and all of a sudden is having a really great time with this toy yeah all of a sudden the whole group is like you know perceivably jealous right about this fun i want that toy now i want it yeah and they're all coming around being give it to me and they're like and the kid's like no and now the whole group is like angry at this kid and starts fighting, you know, all the parents have to step in and stuff like that. But that's why I think envy was coming up of like, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe nobody quite knows what they should desire. Right. But now all of a sudden they're seeing somebody have desire.
0: And the reason that you're desiring it is because it's, there's competition for it. Mm. So therefore that kind of creates this chaos. Yes.
1: Yes. Wow.
0: That then I guess that's where this idea, then you need a scapegoat. It's interesting. Today, just because you brought up kids, like today there was an incidence in my classroom and it's like, oh, now that I have the lens on, I'm like, oh, what's happening here in this dynamic? Mm-hmm. But it's like all my kids were playing a rough house game, like for sure, rough housing. They were lions, um, lions that had diapers. So that was an interesting, an interesting aspect wow. to this game that these kids were playing. But it's like they're lions, so they're scratching and hitting each other. But it's like, you know, watching each other.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But then a few of them got hit. And I just watched as the group started to tolerate certain kids hitting them. And then one kid was intolerable with wow. their
1: hitting.
2: Wow.
0: And, like, not because they were hitting any harder. Wow. You know, like, it became very clear for me. I was like, oh, like, right now this one kid's bearing the blame of the risk of a rough house game. Right. And, like, holding it down. And this kid is, like, for sure a an apt an apt target for this. Like she's, she will kind of perpetuate it in a way. And it was so fascinating. Then like we had like a group discussion at the, at the end of the day, I was like, what was working today and what wasn't. Mm -hmm. And like, you cannot say names. Like I do not want kids to say names of what wasn't working. Right. Okay. But like, even without that, it was clear. I was like this subtle, like we all know who we're talking about here. When we say this wasn't working and it was like, I was like, I these are the kids, the kids. Yeah. And like, I just watched it happen. And for I'm no like, good reason, for no good reason. Other than I think that there was this piece of like, it doesn't feel like the desire was, was or jealousy was at the heart of it. But I think it was this sense of like, oh, yeah, we got injured in this game a little bit. Yeah. And there was aspects of this game that like, weren't great. And rather than thinking that like, I did it, or thinking that the ringleader of this class—that like I get all my social capital from—did it. Let's pick this person that makes sense for let's blame it on them. Right, kind right. of thing. And I was like very intrigued. I was like, I don't know how to fully intercede on this. Like I'm like grasping for straws of how to like help them. You guys are to scapegoating. <laughs> Let me
1: explain this. Let help me explain. Them to see, memetic. like
0: the risk they're taking in this game, and like help them to be able to like re-see. What's happening? Because I'm like I'm watching and mm-hmm. I'm seeing that all of you were doing this, you know, was every kid involved? Mm-hmm. But like that was, it, especially when we think of young minds splitting. It's like, well, let's just make this clear. Let's just make it easy. Let's just make it all one kid because that that makes sense. Right. And then maybe if they leave it, the game will be less chaotic. I think I don't know if that's that that's scapegoating, but I was like, this is interesting.
1: That sounds right to me. I mean. I think this is what's so interesting about all these concepts. So, we talk about transference, object relations, the other within, defense mechanisms, splitting, intellect- intellectualization, projection, you know, um, sublimation, yeah. rejection, all the defense, suppression, uh, all the things. All the things. It's, it's a little bit like how people talk about music. Like, mm-hmm. you learn your scales, you learn your keys, you learn your chords. And then you can start to play things.
0: Right, right. Because these
1: things all start to come into focus a little bit. Um, because, yeah, it's it's like what you're saying. Splitting, my, I, I have, I have a, a, a pretty strong understanding of splitting now. And when you're talking about splitting and then connecting it to.
0: Projection. <laughs>
1: projection. And when you connect it to scapegoating, I'm like, yes. But it is a little overwhelming to think, okay, I hope people are understanding splitting a little bit or. Um, I think at this point we just have
0: to go with it. I mean, we're 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 following our curiosity, right? You know, like we just need to people allow that space for with us.
1: us. But we have done some research, I guess, and I I'm thinking it's like wanting to explain it a little bit and make helping people are tracking because I I'm following I almost so I think the the Jesus thing was good and I'm stuck on it right now. I'm start I, I, in my mind. I'm going backwards and being like. I just want to think on that for a little while. I know. I'm like, sorry. I should, I'm a I should have held podcast. I should have
0: I can, squ- I can just be as quick as we can. Splitting is when something's ambiguous and you make it essentially black and white. Binary. Yeah.
1: Right. So I guess maybe we can get into some societal things, some pop culture things, some personal things. Because, again, I guess maybe one way to just say it again clearly, everybody. Uh, this is why I talk about, like, Prophecy or something like that if something in your life is making you uncomfortable pay attention to that Mm -hmm. and then pay very close attention to what you do with that yeah those that's it like uh, if all you get is that then that's great because once you start to pay attention you can start to seek out potential solutions and maybe you eventually stumble on this idea of scapegoating but there's all sorts of other things you can look at but like I think people, I think this thing of scapegoating is I'm uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So in any sense, well, then I'm going to get rid of that song or I'm going to get rid of that politician or I'm going to get rid of that person or I'm going to get rid of this thing, you know, like whatever it is, rather than maybe it's there to tell you something. Maybe there's, maybe it's going to be the thing that instigates growth in your life. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Which I think that's what I, when I was listening to this union life, who they're definitely approaching scapegoating from, they're looking at like from an archetypal point, because mm-hmm. they're unions, and they're very mm-hmm. heavily influenced by Jung, who's a huge aspect, and what Jung saw is as, like, as, as like, the key to his work was this idea of like, integration of the shadow side. So it's like we have this, this side of ourselves that sees the light of day. And then we, because of different pieces in terms of our family structure, our society, all these things, cast off parts of ourselves. And they become shadow sides that are not any less affecting us but they're on their shadows. So we can't see them. They're like mm. behind us essentially. And so Ooh. this is this uh. thing of scapegoating of like, it's again, it's not like it's not making any less of a,
2: mm-hmm.
0: of an impact on your mm-hmm. life. Like mm-hmm. just because it's in your shadow doesn't mean it's not affecting you. Yeah. And it's impacting other people actually. So if it can be integrated and brought forward to light, then then it can be worked through in some sense. Mm.
1: Oh, it's heavy.
0: It's heavy. I have some a quote because if we're thinking like in terms of maybe society, I wrote down a bunch of quotes from this episode, and there's one that really stood out to me. That we do this
1: as a society, everybody. We scapegoat, right? As you know, uh, however it works. Like, look at the news headlines. Look at look at Twitter. Look at Facebook. Look how we pounce. And it's not to say that, like, I mean, it would be fun, fun, and interesting to do an episode on cancel culture someday because. To a certain extent, I am sort of down with some people being canceled, whatever that means. Like, personally, I probably think somebody like Bill Cosby should be canceled or Woody Allen should be canceled. But I don't know if I like cancel culture. Right. And I think there are definitely other ways to do it. Um, like, one person I love that I would love to have on the podcast called it call-in culture. Like, if there's a problem, we call them in. You know, as a community, we call them in. <laughs>
0: yeah no I mean this this is this interesting thing of like I think we need to I personally am like I don't really know where I stand on this and I'm just like working this out in my mind but there is this piece of me that does feel like the more I like embrace or or, or I've been holding this mantra for like a long time now of healing is mutual and obviously there's all kinds of boundaries and you know needing to, to make sure we center victims and center like survivors, a hundred percent, and that, alongside wondering how we then collectively respond to acts of violence, and collectively see that it's not necessarily just individuals we can blame. Oh, you know? Whoa, like,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa! Yes, it's like That's well, it. we
0: have a, we as a culture need to to wonder how these individuals. We That's exactly. We're responsible. We're accountable to this too.
1: D- we don't want to think about that. Yeah. We do not. We. Do. I mean, that's systemic stuff. This stuff all ties together. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, I mean, I don't know why Bill Cosby is coming to mind. There are certain there are certain people who are just so privileged. I mean, I don't say I don't know if Bill Cosby is privileged. He has money, and power, and influence. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. He's definitely and a so blatantly uh, guilty. Yeah. <laughs> And so, I, I what I what I'm confused about with cancel culture sometimes in terms of how it applies to scapegoating is when when I first started hearing about canceling someone, I felt it actually sounded pretty mild. It's like we're just we're just not paying attention to Bill Cosby anymore. Right, right. He's going to be fine. He's got tons of money. Um, and and obviously in terms of the broader society thing, it's like he should probably go to jail. I'm not here to talk about that right now. I'm just saying, like, cancel culture. I thought canceling was just like. We're just, we're just ignoring that person. Now, if you had a person who... Because I think... Um, uh, what's that podcast? I think that generally
0: look? is what cancel culture... Or well, that's, the, that's the
1: Invisibilia did an episode on cancel culture one time. Oh, I need to listen to it. Yeah, that. it was really good and really sad and probably way more in the ballpark of scapegoating of, mm-hmm. like, um, sort of these musicians who were up and coming who were canceling people left and right and then all of a sudden they got canceled and it sounded so sad and so violent these are people and kids who are like in their early 20s with no power right. who now can't do anything in the realm of music because people are canceling them and shutting them down left and right and they're like trying to write these public apologies i did that when i was 15 and it's like you're canceled you're done and it's like okay well that i don't like but right I mean, canceling right. bill cosby right exactly it's <laughs>
0: like it's one of those things it's like cancel culture and and more
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know
0: like and so much more
1: let's get to these quotes
0: Um, Okay, well, this is this thinking. So the union people were talking about this and I'm like, oh, this is so exactly right about scapegoating is you don't scapegoat something far away from you. Mm -hmm. You skate something close. They said this quote of,
1: oh, it's the
0: other that's nearby. The other that's uncomfortably close.
1: Yes. Everybody. Listen, (laughs) slow down. Pay attention, and we're here to help. <laughs> Not in the sense that we know the answers, because we scapegoat. I'm probably scapegoating. I probably have like 40 scapegoating situations going on in my <laughs> life right now that I'm unaware of. You know, it's no, like true. scapegoating I all the I feel time. like this is
0: thing of like honestly, I don't know where to unpack scapegoating in my own life. I, I, in my head already can think of a lot actually, but this this idea with scapegoating, it's it's. It to serve its psychological purpose, it needs to be close to you. It needs right. to be in your in your society, in your culture. That's where I think that, like, because I can speak to this personally, I think we look at like something like the evangelical church and the queer community. Who are they scapegoating the most? They're scapegoating the queer people in their midst, like right. in their pews, in their church. Right. Like we as a church, shit's not going well here. We're all chaos. Oh
1: oh oh. oh. And
0: so you're putting
1: a twist on this.
0: It's like, oh, you know, things aren't going well. So in order to make sense of that, we will scapegoat people within our own community because that then makes sense for why our own community is struggling. They then carry the burden of the whole community's (laughs) chaos.
1: Yeah, you put a twist on that in the sense of like Christian evangelicalism in general isn't doing great right now. And so it's like, don't take a look at yourself. Right. Blame the queers. <laughs>
0: well, and that's they said this other thing of Blame the malice. seduction of virtue mm-hmm. is at the heart Ooh. of Ooh. scapegoating.
1: Ooh, the seduction of virtue. Like. Just lay with it. <laughs> lay down and cuddle with that phrase. I know. They said
0: that, and I was like, <laughs> no.
1: No, the seduction ones, of virtue. And you got ones. <laughs> do you, do you hear it? Do you taste it?
0: We're so seduced by this idea of. I want to be virtuous. Right. I want to be good. Right. I want to have a good self-image. Right. And we're so seduced by it that in order to keep that, we then need to find something that's in virtuous to throw on these parts of ourselves that aren't virtuous. Okay. Hands being raised. <laughs> Let
1: me just say something as a tangent, and then we'll get to these quotes. Yeah. But this is this is like I feel like this applies everybody. I feel like this could apply to fancy corporate America. Like h- invite us someday. Pay us a lot of money to come do a corporate event at your
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: fancy. We live in Seattle. <laughs> Google <laughs> hire us. Um, so, so I I did I did read a book one time called I read so many books on leadership in our once toxic work environment that Mason and I had because <laughs> I was like
0: like wait this environment is so <laughs> terrible yeah. and I'm they kept be-
1: telling me that I didn't understand leadership and I was like yeah. well first of all I don't trust you so I'm not gonna listen right, to you right. but right. I need to figure out I guess leadership and I kept reading things that kind of confirmed my instincts. But like there was this one book called Extreme Leadership by these Navy SEALs. And they were just like <laughs> the default, no matter what, no thinking, the, the top person always is responsible. It's just extreme ownership. The top person always goes, it's my fault. Yeah. And that from the top on down, you know, and so you have the very top always saying it's my fault. The next person down has some people in char- they're in charge of. They're doing that. It's modeled from the top. If, if something went wrong, it was my fault. I didn't train you well enough. I, I didn't model it well enough. I didn't equip you well enough. Right. Let's do it again. It's my fault. Right. And people are like, well, maybe maybe only a little. And like, nope. It's all my fault. Let's skip the drama. I'm sorry. That, to me, feels like a shortcut or a sabotage of the scapegoating system. Hmm. And mm-hmm. it sounds sort of Christ-like. Because there have been, I'm, I'm not like tooting my own horn, but there are times where I'm like, I took that and I think it collided with my experience or understanding of Jesus and was like, yeah, it's going to take, if you want to be a leader or person in any sort of heavy quotes power, then it's sacrificial leadership. And I don't even know if people understood that, but it's like, I'm going to take a hit here. My right. ego has to take a hit. I'm right. going to say, I blew it because it's true that I did. Yeah. And it, and the I, I have to absorb it. Yeah. If I want to be a person that's yeah. being involved in restorative justice or anything helpful or wholesome or yeah. good. Yeah. And and I just think I've, I'm really into this idea of shortcuts these days. I keep saying this very shortcuts, like we don't need to. As much as we're a very verbose, wordy podcast, like we don't need to have long conversations about what did you do, what did you do, what did you say? Remember, you said this. You just go, I did it. I'm sorry, I, it was my mistake. And people go, oh, it was. And then you absorb it. it. It was. Oh yeah, no, that that's so easy. Good. I'm like, good. It was my fault. Let's move on. Like, let's. You know, that's that's nice.
0: Yeah, no, It's interesting. I mean, I hear it and I'm also like, well, b-. there's also like accountability, mutuality. And there's this piece of me that like wants to think of things in non-hierarchical ways.
1: Oh, so of course. But I'm just saying if you are going to be involved in a system right, where there's hierarchy. Right. Well,
0: no. And I mean, it brings up for me of like moments with my class, like my students where something will happen and they'll do something like a, a behavior mm-hmm. that is undesirable right and there's moments where I have to be like you know what I actually didn't set you up well for this
1: right like perfect
0: you know like actually I didn't give you good instructions yeah and so you but know, you hate
1: to say it you hate it not you but people, yeah no it know? definitely
0: is it's like oh like I can't blame you yeah you know um so I definitely i hear that i think that that's that's interesting I think that that's like as especially as as long as the person that's in charge is able to like then use that, take the blame, I guess, of sorts and use it in a way to then, like, teach, you know, and, like, go forward, like.
1: I think so. It might not even be true, you know, that, that it's your fault. New and better it
0: opportunities.
1: Just, yeah. It just, um, it sets a tone. Like, yeah. I remember, I'm going to tell a story in a second that, that shows the worst of me. It's one of the most embarrassing stories, and I think you've heard it. Okay. But here's a, a fairly good story, and it's not, I'll just say the, the nuts and bolts of it, but it was, like. 20 senior guys on a mission trip really misbehaving and it was getting so out of hand and it's like out of a hundred kids how do i how do i get these 20 senior guys all seated so i can talk to them yeah um and i just started with that i'm like it's my fault like i should have talked to you before we went on this trip and set you up for success right right and we didn't and here we are. So I apologize. I literally just said I. apologize. Which is like
0: this thing of like breaking the mimetic cycle mm. of violence and blaming mm-hmm. to say, you know, actually let me begin and break. You the guys cycle. are so
1: annoying. You've been p- causing problems since you yeah. first got here. Yeah. I am so sick and tired of your yeah. attitude. You know, it's like no, no, that's not going to get us anywhere. Right. Or, right. or if it gets us anywhere, it's because they're faking and they still secretly hate me. Right. You know. Right.
0: right. <laughs> but it's like let's let's. It, it, I I I like I'm continuing to lean into this memetic cycle thing just because I've just been it's now on my mind. But I think that that does. It kind of like cuts through it. Yeah. And and it, it offers a new thing to imitate. Yes. In
1: a way. Love it. Um, do you have your quotes?
0: I mean, there's not that many. They're just like little short one liners. Um,
1: you, you, you wet my appetite. But are they oh, good? God, want, give me this quotes.
0: <laughs> um they said, uh Ooh, an inner other that needs to be wiped out.
1: Mm. mm. We're right just there. We're just, it's like rich, dense chocolate cake that we're eating here. It's like, mm, slow down. Give me a glass of milk with that. <laughs> oh, say it again.
0: An inner other that needs to be wiped out.
1: Uh, an inner? Other. I, I know, I know. So an inner something, mm-hmm. an, an, an inner stranger,
2: mm-hmm. an inner alien mm-hmm.
1: that you don't want to be present inside of you mm-hmm. that you need to get rid of.
0: Yeah. That wants yes. to be wiped out, which I think is this piece of it that's like uh, scapegoating is this it's kind of on the extreme end of things. Mm-hmm. It's wiping it out. Mm-hmm. It's, And this is this other aspect of scapegoating that you see in like society and culture is then that that thing that you are trying to wipe out in order to get people to wrap their heads around it in order to create this this like throwing it on to folks. You create reasons, taboos laws things that will confirm that it's them confirm that that's why they need to be wiped out <laughs> it's like it needs to be convincing oh. and it needs to be so much so that like honestly those that are being scapegoated also kind of believe it oh
2: that,
1: that they hurts need to
0: be wiped out
1: That hurts so much. I
0: know. I know. This is why I'm like, this is the darkest topic. It's so fucking heavy. It's
1: the world we live in. It's not like little blips. This is the matrix. This is.
0: I feel like there's this piece of me that's like, there's no even need to give examples because every, like there's so, it's too many examples that I feel like if I started to give examples, I would feel overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and like, I'm just missing everything. Yeah. You know, but it's, we just think of any minority group. Yeah. In any, you know, just immediately, it's it's because we can't tolerate, mm-hmm. and so wipe mm-hmm.
1: out mm-hmm. or Exploit. disappear, Abuse. Or yeah,
0: throw cast it on to that group. This other one was it's a laying a sin upon another culture and then wanting to injure them and cage them. <laughs> I mean, Sheesh. America,
1: yeah, America. That is, yeah, we think about like Japanese internment here in Seattle. But obviously all sorts of things going on in our modern world. It's just always happening.
0: Think of the prison industrial complex. Think of just, it's just like every, it's just, it's, it's the, it's the whole culture which we've built upon, like violence begetting violence in the name of virtue. Yeah. And in this perceived idea of being virtuous.
1: It's so overwhelming. And and I don't even want to. I mean, it's just, like, the most, I guess, I guess, I guess honestly, the irony in, in a very meta way is, like, I was just about to invoke Fox News. And it's, like, they maybe are, I'm a scapegoat scapegoating Fox No, News. The,
0: this human life even mentioned that, <laughs> yeah. actually. Which yeah, I was like, it's Tucker Damn. Carlson's
1: fault. It's Sean Hannity's we
0: fault. We need it to be someone else's fault. And yeah. I think that's the thing. It's, like, well, we all need to own our accountability to this. Well, and
1: Donald Trump is a scapegoat.
0: Right. Oh, for I mean, sure. Yeah. For sure. And it's, like, yes, terrible target. person Bad, all these things and also how much we allowed him to be a scapegoat
1: yeah well it, it, he it, well i don't, I don't want to get too much into Donald trump it's all been said before but i mean yeah he he obviously was allowed and and celebrated by all parties for a long time it's like i i watched the apprentice i was like oh i love it when you fire someone it's so <laughs> funny you know it's like yeah we're all colluding in this yeah. strange no it's so culture. weird it's so weird <laughs> He was so harmless back then. I'm like this guy this, firing this guy. people in his office. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so weird. It's so weird. Um. Okay. You want me to tell a story? Yeah. Okay. This is going to be a this. I, I just have to suck it up and tell the story sometimes because it, it paints me in the worst. I mean, you don't light.
0: have to. No,
1: no. 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 I'm fine with it. Okay. I, I mean, I've, I've I I probably will
0: not be telling stories tonight. Yeah.
1: That's fine. So, so youth pastor, everybody. I think I was an intern. I was maybe 20 or 21. And I was the middle school intern at the church for the summer. And we took our kids to a Mariners game. So I would say 50 kids were in a bus. And I've got my group of kids that I sort of am in charge of. I've been working them all summer. And I think it's like six guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in charge of these six guys. And there's this one kid all summer. He's been annoying. And
2: mm-hmm. he just ruins the
1: vibe of the group. Mm. Heavy quotes, ruins. And talks a lot and doesn't get the jokes. And is just, there, it's just like the vibe in the group would be better if he wasn't here. Yeah. And I remember uh, we were all sitting in the stands watching the game. And he goes, I'm going to the bathroom. These are like seventh graders. Yeah. And it, as he's in the bathroom, I'm like, guys, while he's in the bathroom, let's go down to the lower seats and leave him. Because he's obviously so annoying. like We all know that. I didn't say it like that. But I was like, and they're like, oh, man, such a good idea. Like, let's go. Let's go. And this kid's mom was sitting right behind me. And she goes, really cool, Scott. I was like, maybe the most guilty I've ever felt in my entire life. I I was just so wrapped up in it. I can't
0: believe it. Yeah, Yeah. no, I mean, it is. You just get so wrapped up. I didn't even know what I was doing. I
1: mean, the moment she said that, I was like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. I was like, stopped. I sat there. We all sat there. I think the kids knew. Yeah, I sat there for like five minutes, and I was like, "I have got to apologize to this mom," and I have yeah. no idea how. Yeah, and I want these guys to see me apologize. Yeah, and so I did eventually. I was like, "Everybody, everybody!" I was like, "I, I'm so sorry. It was so wrong of me." But like, the damage has been done. It's like,
2: yeah, no. I mean, I mean
1: now we're all. Now I'm sure the mom and me and everybody's protective of this kid. Well, you don't want. This kid to know what happened,
0: right? No, no, no. no. But what's
1: going on there? It's like I can only assume I, I I don't know what my twenty year old self was thinking, but we're all so silly. It's like,
0: well, yeah. I mean, you're probably wanting to be the cool leader. Yeah, like exactly. you're wanting to be in with these guys. You want them to know that you're like with them in their grievances around this. And
1: well, the grievances, but maybe they didn't even have it. Maybe it was just internal in me. And I was just like, yeah, there's knows? some fantasy that we could all be a cool bonding group of guys without this kid. Yeah, and so I need to get rid of them, and man, that feels. I feel like it feels way more. Um, that story feels a little bit more manageable yeah. than like prison industrial complex. Yeah, because it's like holy cow. It's not that it's not that we shouldn't care about that, but in an episode like this, it's like, what are we asking our listeners to do? Go out there and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like. But I am like, you can pay attention to these things and grieve it and know that like it is small. Tragedies that are so epic in proportion, like I feel like that brief tragedy echoed out into the universe. You hmm. know, it's just so hmm. sad. I mean, sad, sad of what it, even sadder of what it could have been. Yeah, but yeah. the impulse and the way, I mean, call it the grace of God that it was caught. No,
2: you know?
0: honestly, like yeah. that's that's something where it's like, and that that's the thing of they say scapegoating. You, you can't. It's it's like most things. That you're psychologically wrapped up into that one French philosopher, forget his name, said it's, like, part of the mechanism is you can't see that you're doing it. Right. And it's, like, and then someone catches you. You know, and you're, like,
1: oh. Mm -hmm.
2: You know, and it's,
0: like, how many times have we not been caught doing it? Mm -hmm. It's, like, how could I? I mean, it's making me wonder with my students of, like, how can I aptly not catch my students but help them come become aware of what they're doing Mm -hmm. but like again it's like well what how do you do that with the the thing that's being scapegoated into you know present right and how do you do that with
1: do you guys know that dynamic six-year-olds
0: you know like it's 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 this it's this interesting they're so young and they're working things out Mm -hmm. you know but yeah dang
1: that's a heavy one
0: that's a heavy one
1: yeah, I mean, for me personally, in terms of the reason, my we do jaw
0: dropped. You can't see it, but my jaw dropped.
1: Podcast is, it's, 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 it's typically we skew playful, fun, and I think you can be playful about a heavy topic too. And I think we even say it's so heavy, you should be playful, right? But um, yeah, like obviously, I want people to have takeaways. Yeah, you know, so I think the biggest one is not biggest, but like a few takeaways. We're we're still gonna keep talking, but like. Pay attention to when you notice you being judgmental about something internally in yourself that you don't like. That's something you pay attention to. Yeah. Pay attention to when you aggressively and strangely don't like something about somebody else. What's going on there? And then pay attention to any time you or a group of people are casting someone out of the community. Yeah. Just pay attention.
0: Yeah. What's going on?
1: Why? I what do you what's the lesson you're missing out on honestly as an adult,
0: yeah, and what's the you know what's we talked about this last week with Freddie and Byron of like inviting the real of like well that's not like when we're scapegoating we're 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 creating a false narrative there mm-hmm. like we're we're telling lies yeah. by doing that and we're and then we're throwing it on to someone else, mm-hmm. so it's like it's just it's it's discounting the real dang that's a big story
1: (laughs) did it really impact you
0: i mean it was i think that it's i i i i think i like in your story i'm like i can think of times i've done not the same thing but like i'm like yeah i know i'm capable of something like that Mm -hmm. you know i think it's this thing of like we are all capable of doing these things and we're all doing them i think this is there's a part of us that doesn't want to think that we would be capable of something like violence towards another Mm -hmm. and that's just simply not true like that's a part of who we are and i think even you sharing that i'm like yeah i'm i would be capable of something like that too Mm. um yeah i can think of times in like high school i'm like oh i had this soccer drama and i'm like yeah no we for sure scapegoated someone Mm. in that situation and like all the adults went along with it Mm. You know, I think this is interesting thing of like all well the yeah, adults, adults participated in it, you know, aren't
1: beyond scapegoating. No, of I know. <laughs> I know.
0: I think it's this thing of like you think that your grownups are a, are they're so moral, you yeah. know, and it's like, oh, you, I, you were teaching me that we, we threw something into a kid. Yeah, we all did as adults, yeah. which quickly talk about family systems. Hmm. Scapegoating is so much in terms of like if we look at like an entire family system the the symptom bearer, so often like if a child comes in to see like, oh, this child's acting out a lot, a lot of behavior things or whatnot in a family, often that child is playing the role of scapegoat in a family where there's dynamic between the parents dynamic between everyone else and the family has then thrown yeah. it into the child and this Jungian life people, they talked about them as essentially being symptom bearers. And they were like, not only are they symptom bearers, but they are, maybe they don't have symptoms, but because of the scapegoating role, they start to produce symptoms.
1: Mm, it hurts because it it's hurts. like,
0: because you've been given this, this role in the family. Like every family needs a scapegoat in order to, to maintain the chaos. I mean, they don't, it doesn't need it, but it's like...
2: No, I
1: think it does need it, honestly. That's a
0: natural way in which it flows.
1: Yeah, it makes me think of a whole other topic, which would be like, would it be in terms of like, get back to the idea of like shows and TV and scripts. It's like, we don't, we don't really have scripts like this or TV shows like this, but uh, is there a way to ritualize the breaking of a scapegoat system? Like for a family to get together and be like, confess and we've scapegoated you and we're not going to do that anymore. And we're acknowledging our own, uh, you know, issues that have caused this to happen. And yeah, that'd be really interesting.
0: No, I know. And I can think of it in my own family dynamic. And I think actually, as I was thinking about it today, I was like, I think for a family member, I might've been the scapegoat. Mm -hmm. And so not uh, the whole family system, but I think maybe in one person's psyche, which is something for me that I was like, oh yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. And that this union Life people talked about what it's like to have folks in the chair that are kind of the scapegoated Hmm. of a family Mm -hmm. system and what it's like working with them. Mm -hmm. And they talked a lot about how it's like you, and this is this interesting thing that I'm experiencing in my own therapy of like, oh, let's have empathy towards that. And let's like really make a lot of space for this thing happening to you. And then also talk about how, we live into our archetypes. So, like yeah. if if you at a young age were the person whose role in the family was to be the scapegoat, they talked about like that's an important role. And mm. that gives some sense of like there's like saying, like, some people walk in and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm the shit of the family, with like a right. little cocky pride.
1: Right. But I'm and the black sheep. Like,
0: I'm the black sheep, scapegoat. and it's like...
1: You mean the scapegoat? <laughs> right,
0: and and how have you found meaning in that role, and how can you work out of being that role? Like, where do we clutch onto that role? I have one other quote from them. Oh, and I'm like, oh, this I need to bring to therapy, this idea of negative inflation.
1: Yes, that is it.
0: The important role in the family. Yes. So we then become potentially, and as someone who I think I can name my own... I, I I tend to cling more in terms of my own sense of self, although I'm growing. <laughs> to you
1: got you're, you're you're putting down more strong roots. Yeah,
0: and they talked about what this idea of like negative inflation. It's the sense of you're not rooted, you're not grounded, right? And it's inflated, but it's for the role you played as being that symptom bearer, mm. and then that gets inflated, mm. and again, it's it's not grounded, it's not rooted, mm. and that's where you find your role, and then you. Because we're humans, and we have, we just repeat our patterns. We just go and we find other roles right. in different systems where we'll play that role of being the scapegoat. Because it's this fascinating thing of being the scapegoat is
1: familiar, like you're saying, right?
0: familiar and important.
1: Oh, right you're you're you're, 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 ooh, you're serving it's a like function. a martyr.
0: You're it's like yeah. a martyr. You're serving a function.
1: Ah, it it's hurts. so sad. It's it hurts. so
0: sad. And I'm like I'm just grappling with these ideas, but I'm like, dang.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it's so strange that you and I got like some some good content from other sources like you're really going in on the union life. And then I got Allender. I right, no, you know it's funny
0: because I'm like but Allender, he, I guess is
1: he said something very similar of like um, you're in a family system in terms of the scapegoat. Yeah. This scapegoat typically will be so needed and so loved because they want the person they're present for the purpose of scapegoating. But he he said, pay attention to what you're loved for. Mm -hmm. So what what he says is, if you can't be yourself and get beyond the perception that people have of you and have that be celebrated, chances are you're being scapegoated. Because it's like, we need you to play a certain role here. And so another little example he gave is like a family that tells an embarrassing story about you all the time.
0: Right. And they laugh,
1: and they go, right. oh, isn't that so funny? And, the, and you go, yeah, it's not that funny to me. I don't really like that story. And they go, oh, come on. You, you know? love it. We yeah. love you. We yeah. love you. Of course they love you. They right. get to put all their shame it's on like, you. like, oh,
0: <laughs> we love you, and we need you mm-hmm. and more than – and you actually probably know yeah. how much we need you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, these union people also talked about how it's often the seers of a family that get scapegoated, like those that can like, kind of see through the bullshit or like can read things or are more like, present to it. It's like, no, no, no. That, that can't be here, so we need to put you down mm-hmm. and put you in your place of sorts. Yeah,
1: and there's all sort of low-key things that are said, like, the person's weird, the person's crazy, the person's high-maintenance, the person is not chill. And it's like, I'm not entirely sure that I was the symptom-bearer of my family. In, in so many ways, I played the role that I was asked to play.
0: Right, right. But you bore certain symptoms. We each bear <laughs> unique symptoms to our family system.
1: I think wherever I've gone, I have been a person that has attempted to subtly point out certain things, and that's very rarely ever been welcomed. Right. You know.
0: I mean, we don't need to say it aggressively, but I think you and I, as a duo, were particularly scapegoated for being a duo at oh, the church we were at, and all, all it. kinds of other we things. We can say
1: it medium. We don't have to say it. Ag- I don't know what saying it aggressively <laughs> means. <laughs> <laughs> Loud. But
0: at in a church that was. In many ways, not functioning well. No, I
1: mean, I guess, okay, let's just say that. A dysfunctional family. People, the church we were working at, I've talked to so many people after working there who have also been fired, who are some of the best people I know. And I'm like, you're fired? You're fired? I'm talking like 50 people, you (laughs) know. And it's like, I've I've heard the church that we're working at called the mill. Mm. Like, it's like a sawmill. Like, people just, <laughs> they just go through. I'm, I'm like now also in one call it like a scapegoat factory. It's <laughs> like, it's such a dysfunctional church. Yeah. And
0: it's like, there's,
1: in terms of extreme ownership, like I was telling you, nobody at the top will ever own anything. No. So they're no, no, always no. silently, it's like the mafia. They're silently yeah. offing yeah. people. Yeah. And I mean, no joke. I won't say names, but like, literally, we hired another top white executive and one of the people on our staff who was just a little lower tweeted, here's what white supremacy looks like. Oh, and the next day he's fired. (laughs) Can't not, cannot say that, you know, it's like, (laughs) and I think the strange thing is that people might hear that and go, this is the strange thing about working in a church or in any sort of realm of religion or Christianity of like, Trying to "quote unquote" do better than the regular world, yeah. So to say, like I've heard people say that, and be like, "Oh, well, you shouldn't say that about your the people that have given you a job." I'm like, "Well, we're working in a church. We're 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 supposed to be higher, answering to something higher, and doing better than somebody like corporate."
0: Well, and also being a part of something just because you're getting paid, it's like you're committed to it. You right, want, you're invested in it. I you're mean,
1: that's a that's a that's a loving word, right? To say it's oh, it's white supremacy. It's like. So yeah, I mean, I think obviously the church isn't doing well and they're looking for many scapegoats. We right. were one right. of many, we were, I think. You know, we were one of many for sure. But it became at least in the context of the youth ministry department, I that's the way to say it. It's like it's like the upper management is on high alert for scapegoats. Yeah. Because they, they literally in all ways, it's aggressive, it's not subtle. Yeah. Cannot look at themselves. Like no no no. no. Up from the top down, upper management for like ten people down he- will never say, I did something wrong. Right. Or there's something about my style of whatever I do that's not that working. May
0: have <laughs> caused some harm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so the lookout they're on the lookout. Yeah. And and then in our department, it's like parents. Um well, the crazy thing is that our youth group was doing fantastic. But but maybe there's some dissatisfaction in certain people's lives because I think, I guess I just want people to know, like, I would say out of, I would say 80% of parents and families were very happy with what we were doing. Yeah. And then when we start our podcast, just to talk about us personally and this podcast on a meta level, you know, for, this, for the for for the the director of high school ministries to have an intern, first of all. I if
0: I was assigned male at birth, it would have been. Great. So different. Oh
1: big. So I get promotion. Different. He's starting a podcast. With
0: his intern? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Look at this. Oh, it's Do a coming in
1: ranks. In, they drink whiskey and smoke cigars together. This is <laughs> great. <laughs> they go on boat trips and you know yeah, No, it know. The no, is, no, it's the, not. the
0: narrative is so Yeah, different. it's
1: absolutely true. So the thing is is that you weren't really even fully out at that no. time in terms of the church. So it's like so in their perception, first of all, the problem is Scott's hanging out with his uh, female intern. Then the problem is, I think Mace is gay. I think Mace is a non-binary. <laughs> wait, 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 Mace wait. Is not wait. straight. Wait. We are. We it's <laughs> not straight. At it's least. like scapegoated <laughs> up. Let's do it. <laughs> it's Scott's approving of this person. Scott's hanging out. You know, like yeah. they they are leading this youth group.
2: Yeah, my
1: kids are spending time with them. No, no, no. Steven Universe? No, no, no.
0: (laughs) You know, it's it's interesting as you say that there's a piece of me that's, you know, wanting to look inward. And Mm -hmm. I'm aware that this church has become a scapegoat in my mind Mm. of a lot, like of the entire, you know, evangelical Christian, my own. You know, like I think I look at things like Hume Lake, scapegoat, this church, scapegoat. It's like I can split and make them the evils in so many realms.
1: (sighs) Okay, we have to pause and just say... Th- those When we talk about cancel culture and scapegoating and abuse and stuff like that, it, we're really in a dicey territory because it can sound a little bit like gaslighting. Like mm-hmm. that never happened to you or th- right. th- your perception was wrong because you're trying to scapegoat right, someone. Right, no,
0: you definitely don't want to ever s- get in that realm. Yeah. things th- We need to hold systems accountable. Yeah. And also, I can recognize pieces in myself that have a hard time holding ambiguity mm-hmm. and looking for an enemy for mm-hmm. why, you know, it's like I could scapegoat UPC for why I was so depressed. Yeah. It's like, well, it's a piece of the puzzle.
1: Oh, you said the church's name. Wow. I can't really <laughs> say that. Okay. So I think a lot of scapegoating stuff, I feel like uh, it needs to be mourned and lamented over. And I think we were talking about this idea of ceremonies earlier. And I think people could probably create, ceremonies where they rituals f- rituals where they named this stuff so i think that we're dealing with two things beyond the technical things of lamenting the way that s- humans do this as a society or as a people
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and then i mean now i'm all of a sudden all of a sudden got interested in like maybe how animals scapegoat i have no idea but i feel like if we watched a nature show we'd see scapegoating happen i <laughs> feel
0: like this union life mentioned animals Yeah, but i don't remember what they were yeah. but i don't remember it meerkats maybe me do it yeah. i feel like meerkats are complex social <laughs> creatures
1: meerkats <laughs> um and then and then lamenting how we've been scapegoated uh, it's probably for a lot of people and us included very painful yeah when you get yeah. scapegoated
0: well and it's like It can be really confusing. And then I think, I think I said this earlier, but just to like reiterate this aspect of being scapegoated or scapegoating is going back to that defense mechanism of projective identification. Mm -hmm. Like it becomes the identifier of that person or that people group. So it's not just throwing something onto someone. It's then saying that is what makes up their identity. Mm. So then it's like rooted in this deeper, richer piece, you know?
1: Yeah, I had one more story. Well, I have lots of stories actually, but uh one where I thought like I was listening to this podcast episode from Dan Allender years ago and he was asking people to ask try to name a time and I was in a I was actually on a road trip with my wife and I was like I'm really going to think about this. I yeah. really want to think about this. And I thought I had a fairly clear idea. I'm sure there's I'm sure I do it every day. I'm sure I do it mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. the time, but there was a very clear I was trying to think. I was trying to look at Marissa and be like has there been people we've like banished Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. and
1: there was one person in particular that like we basically as a couple decided to banish and i think i initiated that decision yeah and it had at that point that we were talking about it it had probably been about six or seven years Hmm. and since we had talked to that person and i was like Yeah, everything they're saying in here seems true. Like
0: all of a sudden, like clicking.
1: There was something about this person that I think I envied
2: Hmm.
1: and had Mm -hmm. something I didn't have, Mm -hmm. and um, I I I literally told them like, "Don't, we're not, we're not, we're not friends anymore." anymore." And 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 this isn't like I'm not I I'm not saying this to say look at me because I feel like I hope people are hearing like I've not only failed many times but there is hundreds of unknowable failures. Right, right. We fail all the time. So this is a time where I s- felt that I saw it and did something about it. So maybe, like, of course I would. I would well, you would remember it because it. Yeah. it's a
0: break in that cycle. It's it's coming into awareness and breaking it in a way.
1: I took this person out and told him I scapegoated him. Hmm. How did he, him. How
0: did he receive it? I think I know what person this is. Yeah,
1: it was great. It was great. He appreciated the conversation, and yeah. we've been really great friends ever since. Like we reestablished the relationship, but I needed to tell him, like, look, it wasn't your fault. Like, right? This is a crazy thing I did to you, and and I mean, it was an hour and a half conversation. Right? I didn't I didn't soften the words. I I tried right. many creative ways of owning it. I was like, it was me. You're great. I did this. Yeah. It's because of this and this and this um i don't want you to be excommunicated i don't want you to be banished i don't like that that happened i it's not necessary Mm. and it was about Mm. me not you you Mm. know and luckily i imagine
0: imagine that is you know as 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 maybe painful it is to hear maybe some people would receive it and be like fuck you for that Mm -hmm. but i imagine
1: well you take the risk
0: you take the risk and I imagine that it's potentially healing for that person to hear and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. I felt that it's I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, like hearing that can be probably so releasing of some of the crazy making pieces of this. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think something that's coming up for me, as you say, that is like, it's complicated. Cause I'm like trying to think of certain things that I've scapegoated potentially. And many have come to mind where I'm like, Oh yeah, it feels like a full scapegoat. But, Others feel complicated where it's like, well, this person harmed me.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: And... I
1: wouldn't want anybody walking away from this having us wanting to question that.
0: Right. Like, well, what does it mean that maybe this person harmed me, but maybe I ran with that harm. Yeah. And then took that in a way of trying to make it simple of why I was feeling a certain way that it's like, well, maybe I can throw all of the harm that's happening to me onto one person.
1: Well, let me use this story that I was just telling, which is obviously with no names and very vague, but like, if I looked back at the facts of the matter, the real true facts, like pretend, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a therapist. I, 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 I don't know if this is a good exercise, but like write down the facts of the situation down, the cold objective facts. And I'm like, this person actually didn't do anything to harm me, right right like really, there was nothing that happened i i I just kind of sort of panicked in a very you know conspicuous, strange way, and mm-hmm. that's what makes it mm-hmm. so interesting and juicy to go back and unpack. It was like, what why did head? I do that? Why was that, that what happened Yeah, yeah, everybody's confused, yeah. he was confused. People in my life were confused. I was a little confused. It was sort really? of a but knee-jerk I reaction. N- but this
0: needs to happen. Yeah. This needs to happen. Yeah. You know, this is, let's let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Right, so I think that that's this piece of, like, I don't think that it's scapegoating. What I'm, this example I'm thinking of in my head, because it's like, real harm happened. Real harm. But there's probably some kind of continuation of some kind of categorization of things happening. Sequitants? sequitors? I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> words I'm saying. Um... I feel like I don't have stories. Ah. There's, there's definitely things in my life that I can think of, but I don't really feel like I want to explicitly share them. That's so your choice. Do note that I'm not. I don't know. I'm not like. I feel like there's this piece of me that feels like, like shame is being brought up tonight. Mm. Maybe that's actually like a very large thing. That's like shame is being brought up for me in mm. this, both receive shame and shame I've caused. Mm. So I'm like this, it's stirring that up in me. Just having lots of recalls of things and just thinking of this, this like way in which we cause harm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like, and it's like, it's this double-edged sword of like, oh, you've caused harm and it's because it's something intolerable in you. You know, so it's like this double feeling of like, both having to look at the impact of Mm -hmm. your potential scapegoating and also look at the source of what would lead you to scapegoat someone or something.
1: Yeah. As as you're saying that, like, I think maybe potentially one of the takeaways for tonight is this idea. I mean, remember there was a time where we were going to be, trying to copy Peter Rollins and be doing like, what's your takeaway for the night? We did. We (laughs) dabbled with that. I feel like we did that in the very
0: beginning. (laughs) Yeah.
1: What's your takeaway for the night? Like, I, I, I like to think that if somebody enters into no small thing, it's, it's going to feel fairly playful and it's going to feel like we can take heavy topics and be playful or, or somewhat light, but like maybe some, what if a takeaway is like, these aren't necessarily always playful i mean i guess i guess i want to say like being playful seems to be wise to remain playful
0: right remain open curious they
1: they are heavy it is a heavy topic it is it is if you're gonna if you're going to lean into these things and think about times you've scapegoated people and times you've been scapegoated it's going to be heavy it's not going to do any good for me to sit here and pretend it's not going to be heavy
0: right like it's going to do something in your body it's Mm -hmm. done something in my body
1: I think there was something in the early days of my, like, growing up years. Like, everybody... Oh, I turned 42 yesterday. Happy birthday, <laughs>
2: Scott.
1: So, I'm older than Mace. And I think there was something that felt important to me in my early days. And I'm sort of heavy, heavy quotes over this hump. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, something I needed to get over. Of really exposing myself to really troubling things. Hmm. Um, like, really sort of grotesque and... I don't know, heavy art and music and shows, anything that was really heavy and challenging that w- caused me to m- want to look away. I felt like it was my obligation to watch that. Yeah, yeah. And the thought, I think in me, and I think I'm being honest about this at the time, and it still proves true today, is like we need to get comfortable with these things. Right. I don't want to get desensitized, but also that's a weird thought that was used against me growing up like we don't want to be desensitized like it was like a demon right being desensitized it's like well maybe i do need to be maybe even that's a terrible way to approach it is like maybe i need to be a little bit stronger in terms of being able to look at these things square in the face Mm -hmm, say like mm -hmm. no we scapegoat yeah i've got to suck it up and talk about it i gotta suck it up and look at it you know like it's it's not fun right and it maybe it's not good. playful, no small thing, listeners, <laughs> but uh, it's important. Yeah. And and that impulse to want to be like, oh, I don't like that, so I go to Disneyland. That's my family. Um, or I drink or smoke weed or watch shows, and I, I, I don't want to think about these things. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and thinking about it may bring up really uncomfortable feelings. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do we grow in our threshold of being uncomfortable with ourselves, being uncomfortable with others, again, not in a way of like boundary crossing, you know, like check in. Oh, right. Yeah. But also growing that tolerance of being able to sit with that strangeness or that the pain or the shame or the whatever it is and not getting swallowed by it. It's like, for me, I have this tendency of getting swallowed by Mm it, you know? So it's like, I think you're right to say, how can we remain playful? And playful not in a light, fluffy way, almost. Right, playful right. as in, like, a open, open flexible, curious, mm-hmm. able to maneuver, you mm-hmm. know? In playing, you're able to maneuver. Not rigid. Yeah.
1: I think that's it. I, I think, think we did it. I
0: think we did our... We, we definitely took the topic, and we just <laughs> went with it. And a lot got brought up, and... <laughs>
1: That's the. i would be curious,
0: like what it stirred up in other folks. Um, I think this is. I feel like this was one we haven't done a big topic like this in a while. And I don't know. I think it's good to do these every once in a while. <laughs> I like it.
1: <laughs> I think the funny thing about the two of us is I didn't think of it as a big topic going in. Yeah, I, I thought about it as a fun topic or like a very <laughs> interesting topic, but I was definitely not thinking of it as a big topic. <laughs> and then Honestly, you, I don't. And then I think you forgot
0: who your podcast partner y- yeah, was. I
1: think, I think, I think there's only been a few big topics that we've ever done, and I think I would say Black Lives Matter, and then, uh, like what what did we call it? Oh, defense mechanisms and white supremacy. Yeah, felt big. Like these are big. Barely, like, should we even be talking about this? Well, when we
0: did the emotions episode, whoo!
1: Yeah, that's a a great example of one I didn't know was gonna be heavy. (laughs) 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 I was gonna be like, emotions! I was like, let me interject emotions. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts, Mace?
0: No, we'll catch you next week. I don't know what our topic's gonna be. Um, Uh, If you have
1: any thoughts about what you think the topic should be, send us a message. Yeah. Also, write us a rating and review on iTunes.
0: Also, become a patron because you can come and join our Discord channel where people <laughs> talk about these things. Talk about scapegoating and on Discord. I'll be curious if people have thoughts on Discord. I feel like Julian and Daniel will have big, like, yeah. long takeaways. That's true. from this topic. So I no, hope. No, I'm glad they have each, each the other Discord. too because
1: they kind of take the No Small Thing spirit to a whole nother level. No, model. they really do.
0: It's incredible. <laughs> um, check us out. Follow us on Instagram. Did you say that at No Small
2: Thing? Nope. We post sometimes.
1: We post sometimes. <laughs> 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 Thanks for listening, thank everybody.